0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Well, you know you're listening to Talk Rope Nation. You might know I'm Jim Ross, the voice of AEW, and we're glad you're with us. We're going to have one hell of a podcast. Oh no.
1: Oh yeah.
2: I finished these fights.
1: Give me a hell yeah.
2: Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. in.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to discuss. It's episode 198 of Top Rope Nation. <laughs> Kyle is struggling. Justin's struggling. <laughs> going to be an interesting show. Uh, AEW Revolution 2021 just wrapped. Kyle's crying on air right now <laughs> after that ending we saw to what was a pretty darn good show I thought up until that. We're going to dive into all of it. Um, well not all of it. We're not going to talk about every single match in this show. We're going to hit the highlights. We're going to talk about what you want to hear about, I think tonight it's a late night. We're after midnight Eastern time right now, but we wanted to go on YouTube with the with the instant reactions uh, to what we just saw. And uh, as you can see here on the video stream, we're, as I said, streaming live on YouTube. Um, Kyle and Justin, a few drinks in.
2: Justin, uh, how you doing down there, buddy? Um, <laughs> you know, I had a pretty good night watching wrestling. Uh, unfortunately the end of it kind of made me reevaluate all of it. It it, it was basically, it, I, it was four hours of tantric sex. And at the climax, <laughs> you fart and spray shit all over the wall. <laughs> oh my God. Oh boy.
1: Oh, <laughs> pretty much what you said in our, in our group text. And, uh, Yeah, well said, Kyle. Your take.
0: Not fucking good, is it? (laughs) The ending was no fucking good, wasn't it, Ryan? It was a fucking shitty ending. It was a really bad ending. Okay? All right. Here these guys go out, Omega and Moxley, and I wrote this on our Facebook page. In an era where, um, you know, very little in wrestling is unique. These guys went out and did something truly unique, and I thought they were Mm -hmm. really damn close to a match of the year candidate. I did not like the finish of the match uh, with Anderson and Gallows at all, but, you know, that's something okay, you deduct a quarter star, whatever, you move on. And then they're building to the climax, okay? Justin (laughs) talking about climaxes here, okay? (laughs) Obviously, they need to pay off the whole ring explodes in 30 minutes deal, I thought they did it well with the heels doing a post-match beatdown, leaving Mm -hmm. Moxley for dead. Eddie Kingston runs out, his old friend. This is obviously going to set up for him to be a tremendous baby face turn. And then, holy fucking God have mercy, they blew it, didn't they?
1: (laughs) Uh, To say the least, yes, they did. It was a... uh... I, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say match of the year, but I was really, really enjoying the match. I mean, I actually had my dad over. This was the first... My dad often would come over pay, for pay-per-views pre-pandemic, but now we're both finally vaccinated, so I could finally have my dad over to watch a show. And we were both like on the edges of our seat watching this match, as you guys were, as we were texting about. And I thought, I just really wish we could erase what happened after the finish because... Man, it was an awesome match. It was like all the drama you would want, and then that had to happen. So, what I of, mean...
0: one of the greatest near falls I have ever seen. And it's, you know, we talk if you're going to work a gimmick match, you have to work the gimmick. And, you know, Moxley taking the one winged angel and then mm-hmm. intentionally throwing his foot in a barbed wire to set the explosion off to get Omega off him was so awesome. Mm hmm. Like I said, as was the majority of the match. And then I I just don't know what we saw. People, people have seen it. They promised a big explosion. There was no big explosion. It was very bad. I've seen backyard 4th of July get togethers uh, more impressive (laughs) than what we saw. And you're going to ask me to grade this pay-per-view. I don't know how to do that because... You're looking at a show. Honestly, I didn't think the show was very good before the main event. I thought the main event was going to save it, and then the end happened. So I don't know how to grade this show. It ain't a good grade, though.
1: (sighs) Well, guys, if you're in our chat, our chat is pretty active, people want to talk about this show tonight, of course, give us your A through F scale rating. We're about to go around the horn and, and talk about that. Um. I guess I'll start us off. I thought, kind of like Kyle didn't think it was like a great show. I was looking at it in different ways because, you know, you look at a, a WWE show, and over the last few months, we've done the post shows, we've talked about it. They always deliver in the ring, but we always complain about the build, the storylines, and just the the drama as far as how invested in the matches we are. We always know they're gonna deliver in the ring, but what about everything else? And I felt like with the AEW show. Ring wise, it wasn't as strong as some of the WWE offerings in recent months, but I was more into it because I was more into the storylines, you know, like the overall product is better. So I was ready to give the show a higher grade than I have any of the recent WWE pay-per-views we've done post shows for. I was probably B plus ish, maybe even a minus on the show. But that ending just takes so much away because that's the last image you're left with: the crowd booing Eddie Kingston face down, selling sparkler a sparkler shot. <laughs> you know, it's just like uh, I don't know. I hate to penalize the whole show almost but four hours. You, you kind but,
0: but of have to. I mean, that's what the show is built around, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny because one area that. I think AEW could improve on, and ironically, um, they're probably glad they didn't go so all-in tonight, is I-, I think they need to, like, watching their TV... And by the way, I didn't think this show was... The pay-per-view was not as good as Dynamite on Wednesday, for the record. Dynamite was a better show uh five days ago than this was, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I could co-sign awesome. that. On that?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, But that one important, like, what's the most important thing in the promotion, right? Like, sometimes you watch the TV, it's like, okay, well, what, is it this Cody and Shaq thing? Is it this barbed wire? Like, you know, what's the most important thing? But I think, to most people, this barbed wire death match was the most important thing. And there was a lot of hype behind it, and they did not deliver at all. And it was kind of comical and embarrassing, quite frankly. It's, In the end,
2: I I don't understand how that happens. Do you not? I mean, is there not a test run? Did they for some reason use a bunch of the the explosions, quote unquote, during the match? I, I it, it's not like we didn't need uh, a Michael Bay type extravaganza here, or even like a WrestleMania. It just needed to be loud and smoky, and 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 it wasn't. It it was. Fucking embarrassing.
0: <laughs> it, it, it was very bad. It was very. I mean, I, I I cannot give this show uh a I don't know a D is what I would probably give it, which is really I mean, and I'm a tough grader to begin with. Mm-hmm. And like I I mean, Ryan, you brought up a good point in that I and I know you guys, I know a lot of people. If you scoured Twitter during the day. We're really looking forward to this show. And and they did that. That's something that most WWE shows do not do. During the day uh, of most WWE pay-per-views, I'm texting you guys. I'm like, yes. God, you know, I'm secretly kind of hoping Ryan, like, texts and says, hey, there's a huge snowstorm in Iowa. <laughs> there will be no post-show pay-per-view. Get me off the hook. No
1: internet. Yeah, no internet. Yeah, and I-, and I
0: can just go to bed early. Yeah, And then, you know, again, like you said, they kind of over-deliver Um, I've been critical. I don't think that's a great business model where you don't really want to watch a show and you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I I don't think that's a a good way to do things. You know, certainly you want people to be excited, but you can't give them what you gave them. And I think pro wrestling can be a lot of things. Uh, Disappointing is one of them. And in terms of being disappointed relative to my excitement level before a show, I mean, this would rank right up there among the most disappointed I've ever been at the end of a professional wrestling show in my life.
2: You know, I was very excited going in. Um, I think Ryan made some great points as to how WWE, uh, delivers in ring with very low expectations. Whereas this, we kind of went in with high expectations and, uh, in ring, it was kind of outside of maybe the opener was kind of disappointing. uh, I was still really into it because especially like that opening tag match was good and everything, uh, at least for the first hour or so, seemed to be building to more TV, at least. There there was stories that were paying off from what came before it, and it looked like it was going somewhere new. The opening tag match was very good. It looks like there was going to be some sort of uh, something going on with MJF and Jericho. I really enjoyed the casino tag team Royale I thought it was a really good showcase for all the tag teams Kyle you want to say something
0: I don't think you can give an undercard match 26 minutes and, and you know there were I don't know about you guys and maybe I should stay off Twitter because sometimes like it, it actually does bias my viewing experience but th- there was a lot and, and Ryan I know you're on Twitter a lot I, I don't know if you saw this to a lot of man. This show's going a while, and even between the three of us privately, we're like, "Well, when do we think we're going to sh- start this show?" And I, I just think that doing that match um, second, it just seemed to kind of, you know, people like, "Oh God, there's still six matches left," and it kind of was like, you know, Hangman came out there, people like, "Oh, I hope this is quick." Miro's like, "Oh, I hope this is quick," and. Those matches probably should have been shorter anyway, but I don't think you want people to start doing that. And I think when you look back, you probably don't want to give an undercard match 26 minutes like that. Although I didn't have a problem with it in the moment. I'm just saying the mm-hmm. feeling this show's going long. You look at it big picture and you're like, yeah, they gave an undercard match 26 minutes.
2: Well, that's kind of like what we were talking about right from the start. Is like you're enjoying yourself, but at the very end, you're covered in shit and you're looking back as to how did I end up here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of a top heavy show even going in. It wasn't a show that was going to deliver from start to finish, which we talked a lot about runtime before the show and how long we thought it would go. I thought for the most part, the big matches delivered. We'll talk about the surprise here in a second. And I thought, I thought that that was, you know, even though the name was out there, I think it's a pretty huge signing for him. Um, but for grade you know i think i'll i'll probably give it a c just because i did enjoy watching it i was really into most of those last three matches and then yes the ending took it down at least a full grade level maybe arguably more like kyle said um but as far as like what people are saying in the chat i want to hit some of this uh aaron who is who is a strong supporter of the show always tunes into these post shows aaron gave it a uh a minus to B plus, he said. Everything was at least double until the end. <laughs> would have easily been an A if the pyro would have been anything. Uh, we've got, let's see. One comment said these guys had an incredible match. Unfortunately, Katy Perry did the sparklers a lot better. Uh, Kyle Ryan, B B minus for me. He's uh, then uh, we have M. I'll just call him Mace MSE in the chat. He said B minus. The hype actually took away from the product by setting expectations too high. Uh actually Kyle Ryan then lowered his grade uh to a C after thinking about it a little bit more. Kyle's Kyle Ryan said high point, battle royal, ladder match, low point, Miro and the best friends, Paige and Hardy went too long. Main event didn't live up to the hype. Um mace in the chat he said having the cinematic match with the street fight it's impossible not to compare it to the boneyard match and unfortunately it was good but paled in comparison so i actually disagree with that i think it was as good maybe better i would i would have to watch the boneyard match again because it's been so long since i watched it but watching this one live i thought it was excellent i thought the way they shot it was great I thought they did as much with Sting as you could possibly do. I mean, I was into it the whole time. So, I mean, what do you, Kyle, what do you think about how this compared to, uh, to the Boneyard match with Taker and AJ?
0: I would have to watch them back-to-back again. I'll be honest. I've never watched the Boneyard match a second time. I remember enjoying it a lot in the yeah. moment. Uh, and I enjoyed this. Um, so, I don't know. I would have to watch them back-to-back. I, I, I do not feel comfortable making a declarative statement that one was better. Than the other. My guess is that the Boneyard match probably is not as good as people remember it at the moment.
1: I put it on Twitter. I thought they were neck and neck. I thought they were pretty close. I was also, to your point, Kyle, uh, about Twitter, a little less engaged than I usually am on Twitter during this show, just because I was really looking forward to it. And I found that people were a little more negative early in the show than I thought. I thought pe- people were saying it was like the worst pay-per-view offering from AEW early on, and I disagreed with that at the time. Uh, now, given the ending, I could see how you could say that now. This was like in the first half of the show. Um, I think, just going off my memory, Last Falls all All Out was probably their weakest pay-per-view offering. We weren't too high on that show going in. Now, at this point, how this one ended... I could probably put this one there, but at that point I was like, "Eh, I don't really agree with people because like Justin was saying, I thought the first hour pretty much delivered. Uh, Obviously it wasn't as good as the bucks match at revolution last year, but it was, it was a fun match. I I enjoyed the tag battle Royal. I thought it went a little bit long too, but there were some fun moments in there. I thought overall it, it was, it was good, but to Kyle's point, maybe don't give it 26 minutes.
0: I just think that there was just too many teams. Like there, you could have easily taken out like the Seidel's. Yeah. yeah. Like, did they add anything? You know that that's I think where you shave some minutes off of it.
1: Yeah. Nick said in the chat, six and a half out of ten. Most of the card felt like a regular episode of Dynamite. Some of the matches didn't need to be on the card. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I
0: don't agree. I, I thought all eight matches on the pay per view proper were pretty well built, and you know what you thought of them in the like to me. You know, it's funny we're talking about, like, match quality and star rating a little bit vis-a-vis the WWE. You know, I generally think a lot of the... Well, I mean, you know me. I, I think a lot of star ratings across all modern wrestling are overrated, mm-hmm. quite frankly. I mean, I... But, you know, um it, it, it's ironic that, you know, people come down hardest on Meltzer, you know, with AEW. And he does overrate quite a bit in AEW. Yeah. But, I mean, his WWE ratings sometimes are just egregious. Yeah. I mean, he gave those... Did you see his ratings for like the Royal Rumbles? Yeah. I think he gave like the men's Royal Rumble four and a quarter stars.
1: Yeah, way too high. The match
0: wasn't even good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it, yeah. I just think emotionally with this show, I was just emotionally more invested in it than any which, WWE show,
0: which is key. Emotional investment can carry over. Yeah. It can, can make something better than a cold match that has cooler moves. In my opinion, that's the way I view wrestling um, I just think that you know, as emotion invested as I was, I don't know. Some of the matches were, were oddly worked. I thought tonight. Yeah, we, we could talk about them individually if if, if you want as, as they come up.
2: I and guess I you know out. to that point, you know, if you shave off ten minutes from the tag team casino royale, um, there is no reason for a fourteen minute Matt Hardy match in the year twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh the, the the entire middle of the show was, was too long. Um oddly enough, the only match I had kind of zero investment in and was extremely lukewarm on the finish was the ladder match. Um not that it was a huge surprise that Scorpio Sky won. They they did do a little bit of stuff leading into it that would make you make you think possibly him. Uh but yeah. It, I don't know. I guess uh, I just can't stop thinking about that fucking finish.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, the ladder match. Okay. Well, let's, you know, Justin brought that up. Let's focus on that. I think, you know, me, I am not into ladder matches as much as most people. I do not just go goo like Gaga over the spots anymore. I think all ladder matches are generally the same. This one was odd because it didn't have a lot of what you'd call great ladder match workers. Now, that could be okay. You know, I I like, you know, when, like, guys like Ric Flair and Finley are working ladder matches at WrestleMania 22. I think that can be cool. Like, I don't think it needs to just be a spot fest reserved for high flyers by any means. But there wasn't a ton that was interesting here. Uh, I think the Cody injury angle completely backfired. People were booing him when he came back. That's, like, you know, something you get out of – you know, Roman Reigns for crying out loud. So I, I don't know who thought that would be a good idea, but people was, didn't like Yeah, that. it was
1: it was so obvious. They should have had him actually go to the back. The way that he hung out in the tunnel was awful. I it just made it, yeah. it they telegraphed it so much yeah. by the way they did that.
0: Yeah. Know. Um I thought Lance Archer looked really good, did some cool stuff. The mm-hmm. the knee he did to Scorpio Sky through the ladder, that was a, a highlight of the match. Ethan Page, I wrote on the Facebook, he was my pick to be the surprise. I didn't think he would I gave him a chance at winning, um, but, you know, didn't think he would necessarily win. It was kind of an odd – you know, a ladder match was kind of an odd spot to debut a guy like Ethan Page. Um, did he really differentiate himself as a new person? Like, if you were unfamiliar with Ethan Page's work. Which, so that'd no. be me. Okay. Yeah. So, th- so did you come across – after that match, I'm like, I need more of this Ethan page. Jessica. No, zero. Okay. So in that case, he, you know, and you're just one person, but I, I think that you're, you're not going to be alone in that regard. Um, but you know, I picked Scorpio sky, um, for two reasons. One, they kind of teased a heel turn. So him winning a match like this would kind of go along with that. And you just looked at everyone else. I was like, eh, it's probably not gonna be a surprise. You know, it's not gonna be Cody. Didn't think it would be Penta. Um, did think of would be max caster max caster by the way this guy give him all the titles that <laughs> fucking andrew cuomo line was so incredible good. yeah
1: stuff. yeah it was good
0: uh, so i mean i thought it, it's funny because I, I i joked on the facebook page i need to go back and watch that nxt six-way ladder match from new orleans again mm-hmm. to find out you know i was there in the building obviously but like is that the only reason i loved it so much like no Okay, because like I want to know what made that match so Thanks good. Bring that up, Dick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We were
1: watching that in the B and B down down New Orleans. Justin and I were staying. Yeah. yeah. But
0: you know, and it's Actually, like
1: I think I passed out watching that. Yeah.
0: Because that's ahead. like the only like memorable to me ladder match from recent years. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what made that one so memorable. I'd have to go back and like think about it hard because this it was just like, eh, I kinda like yeah, I kind of like all the guys, but. Yeah. I, I no one was differentiating themselves so I I don't know. I didn't think it was a particularly good ladder match. Did
2: did anybody else yearn for the uh WWE's way of uh new names for people cuz this was like the show of more last names. We had Brian Cage's brother debut and <laughs> Adam Page's brother debut. Oof. I would not say I would yearn
1: for that. No, but no. I don't
0: yearn. People were joking about that on Twitter that Vince McMahon's head was exploding. Yeah. How can there be? How can there be a uh, Ethan Page, a Hank <laughs> Page, and a Diamond Dallas Page?
1: Uh, guys, before we go any further, I do want to just really quick mention a couple of things because we had a contest going for the show. I want to oh. announce the winner here in a minute, but uh, just a couple of ways you can support the show if you've never tuned in before. Uh, we do stream our shows here on YouTube.com, so if you're not already subscribing to the show page, please do. It'll help us out a lot. And If you're here live right now, if you subscribe, there'll be a little animation that will pop up on the screen, which is pretty cool. And give us a thumbs up to help the ranking of this video as well, whether you're watching live or after the fact. You can join us, talking Pro Wrestling, each and every day on Facebook.com. We have a pro wrestling discussion group. Search Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion You can find it linked here in the video description on youtube.com or uh, in the podcast description as well. And this week we had a contest going between when I announced the contest and the start of AEW Revolution. Whoever invited the most new members to our group would win a free Top Rope Nation t-shirt. And the winner of that contest is big-time supporter of the show, Gabriel Benson. Gabe, I'll get that shirt sent out to you this week. Thanks to everyone for entering the contest. Join the group. I give away free shit all the time to try to help the group grow. We're getting close to 300 members. Would love to have you join and join in the daily discussions with us and a whole lot of other people. Uh, now, if you're listening to the show on the podcast stream, great way to listen to the show. Maybe watch it on YouTube and listen to the podcast version whatever you want to do. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast, Podbean. And leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a written review. If you leave a written review, leave your Twitter or Instagram username so I can send you a free Top Rope Nation sticker in the mail. That's all you got to do. Leave us a written review. Leave the contact info there so I can send you a DM and get your mailing address. And of course, shout out to our friends at the Blue Wire Podcasting Network. Check out bluewirepods.com for all of your podcasting needs. And if you really want to support the show, best way to support us get bonus content bonus podcasts you can only get over at patreon.com slash top rope nation again the link is here in the
2: episode description
0: the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff
2: and it affects everything which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff
0: marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so
1: uh, where do we want to go from here? We've talked about the ladder match a little bit. I know we haven't talked about. Christian Cage signing with AEW. His name was out there as possibly... The big signing that was going to be revealed. Other big names were out there, bigger names like Brock Lesnar and CM Punk. We didn't get them, but Christian is a pretty, pretty cool signing. And I guess my initial reaction is how does WWE let Christian get away? I mean, just barely over a month after the Royal Rumble where they shot that segment, you know, with him and Edge, everyone's pining for an Edge and Christian reunion and they let him leave. and go to AEW? I mean, did they really lowball the contract that much? Or I mean, why would you why would you feature a guy on television like that only to let him leave? I guess, I know that's a lot. First of all, what'd you think of the debut for Christian, uh, Justin, and, and what do you think about WWE letting him go?
2: I love Christian. He's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. He is not the kind of guy you have a you know week-long surprise... Huge future Hall of Famer build to. And especially on the pay per view, you don't have them just come out and sign a piece of paper and walk away. Christian can cut a promo, let them cut a promo about, you know, being in the Royal Rumble and walking away because they don't respect them, something like that. Yes. But when you have that and you add it in with the sparklers and all the filler, it it just kind of kills it. I was shocked he didn't give a promo
1: as well. Uh that, that that didn't make a lot of sense. I think the only the way they built this up, I think Brock and CM Punk were the only two names that could satisfy that build. What do you think, Kyle?
0: I'd Batista in that tier as well.
1: Yeah, Batista, yeah.
0: Um you're right. I I think for some Christian won't be quote-unquote good enough uh for the level of hype this angle received, but Justin hit the nail on the head. To have him just kind of come out And, you know, sign sign a contract and leave with no explanation. Terrible. I I really thought it was bad Um, the the way they did it. You know, I I wanted to hear him speak. I wanted to hear him take a pot shot at the WWE. Uh, And we didn't get that at all. I mean, I guess, all right, we're going to save that for TV. Why are you here? But just, you know, to have something so hyped and then for the guy just to walk out and leave, it, it was... Again, you know, it wasn't as disappointing as the end of the show, but it's kind of emblematic of the show as a whole in terms of the word disappointment. Well, and that's the
2: thing is you say, you know, and that was a lot of the show is it felt like a lot of saving for TV. Uh, motherfuckers, we spent $50 on this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you gotta, you gotta deliver, especially when you're only doing four of these a year and you're having this kind of build. Uh a huge, huge surprise future Hall of Famer, that's fine. But you got to do more with it. You just can't have Christian, who we just saw a month ago, walk out and sign a piece of paper. That's unacceptable.
0: It didn't really feel special. Like, you know, we we talked about, or I, you know, I mentioned this like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes ago that, you know, this isn't specific to AEW. It's very much specific to modern pro wrestling television, where something only Is special in the moment it's being talked about or in the moment it's on television and you know this felt like something that was really big had gotten a lot of steam you know they hyped it up a little bit earlier in the night uh with Big Show or you know Paul White they had an interview I I think it's actually good they didn't hype it up more no offense to Christian but if they would have hyped it up even more and I think people may have just gotten more disappointed. Again, I love Christian. I th- I like him better than Edge. I'm going to flat out say it. I like Christian as a better all around pro wrestler than Edge. Same, I absolutely do. I think they were when Christian left the company in 2005. They were absolutely neck and neck in their careers. And yeah, the old and the reason that Edge is a bigger star than Christian. It's very simple because WWE wanted it that way. Like, it, well, So, it, how it,
1: does WWE let this guy leave, To my other point, how, how, because like, they never why? liked
0: him because they don't, because Vince why McMahon, did they feature him in the Royal Rumble like he
1: did? I mean,
0: because somebody <laughs> talked, I don't know, Edge talked Vince into it and caught Vince, you know, in between T bone stakes, and Vince, okay, pal, whatever, you know, I, I, I don't know, like, you know, insane. I mean, they, they had to fill up 30 guys, they love surprises. Somebody probably uh, suggested Christian, and I don't know. Vince probably didn't give two shits that he would, you know, show up at AEW.
2: It's, it's you know, honestly, it's probably their arrogance. They just assume, well, hey, Christian came back, part of the Royal Rumble. Why wouldn't he want to be part of WWE? It's it's almost shocking that they haven't opened their eyes to the fact there's actual competition
0: now. Yeah. And to this, you know, whole thing about, um, you know, liking Christian – you know, with the Edge and Roman program, maybe I should share with you guys. I could take some screenshots, send them to you. I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going right to bed after we're done here. But I, I thought the, I, I had Christian prominently featured in the build I would have done for that match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like Christian to me could have been an integral part to the build to Roman and Edge. And I, I was quite frankly shocked that, you know, he, you know, he makes the Rumble appearance and he was just not really even talked about. And that's kind of one of the reasons I thought he might be the surprise tonight because it was so odd how he, you know, hadn't been talked about at all.
2: One of the final four.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I mean, it made sense that he was the guy. It's logical. Again, you know, I'm going to go back to something I talked about uh, on the show last week when I quoted Sasha Banks. It's all about the follow up okay you got this guy whatever maybe it's not a, maybe it's not who you wanted maybe you, uh, you expected it, whatever if this guy can get to some sort of hot angle we don't know you know what his first thing is going to be um his first program if it's good then you know who cares if you weren't like in the moment like you know falling out of your couch yeah what do we think his first program is going to be are they going to put him right with omega cuz omega's going to need a new program
2: mm mm-hmm. mhm they got to do something big. I mean, when you have, you know, kind of these guys who are getting up there in age, and especially when they have an injury history, you want to get the most out of them. You know, that's like what I said when uh, Jericho won the title right away. It's like, you got you got to strike while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. That was mentioned in
1: the chat, actually, with this discussion about WWE, where someone said uh, they didn't want a three-year contract due to injury concerns with Christian, maybe, with WWE. Maybe there's something to that. I mean, they put him in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I mean, three what years, they, yeah, maybe but what, not, but...
0: But what did they sign Edge to?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I Man. mean, there's no injury concerns with him. I mean, yeah. so, I. it just... The whole thing of how could WWE let like Christian walk? I'll tell you why. Vince McMahon has just never been sold on Christian. There was a ready-made Christian John Cena pay-per-view world title match in 2005. Go back and watch the TV. And people wanted it. When John Cena... Was traded to Raw that summer of the draft. And Christian was the first guy who confronted him. People were hot for that because they had teased it with stuff at the Rumble, with the rap. You know, we mm-hmm. reviewed that on Patreon. Yep. People wanted that match. And Vince McMahon did not think it was a big match. He interjected Jericho, making it a three-way. And you could tell Christian was going to be totally marginalized. And, you know, he left. I mean, he he saw the writing on the wall. He left. And, you know. Vince has just never seen it as a big deal. Even when Edge and Christian were rolling as a team, you always knew Edge was the guy that they were going to push as the single.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Despite the fact that I didn't think Edge was demonstrably better than Christian.
1: Well, I I mean, I I do think he fulfills what they built up. He is a future Hall of Famer. Uh, Mm -hmm. But people are, I mean, like I said at the the top, it's going to be really hard to live up to what you were promising i think we talked about his name in our in our group text before that yeah he would meet the qualifications but like people are going to be disappointed maybe i can see why people would be disappointed the way that they built it up but i think it's logical i do think it's a it's a great addition for them it's a, it's a name guy i definitely would have had him give a promo at least on the pay-per-view too. I mean, to like, both of your points
2: w- what the weird thing is it's like isn't sting the kind of guy you want to build up as a surprise and have christian come out of nowhere yeah that's a good point
0: ah okay i see what you're saying yeah like where whereas like if you're gonna sell one of those two as a pay-per-view surprise yeah it would be sting yes i would actually agree with that mm-hmm. i i would agree with that
1: yeah more of an icon for sure to fit that kind of billing
2: yeah I mean, because any way you think about Christian, he he's outside of his run with Randy Orton. He's always been billed as kind of an upper mid-card guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you I, watch Impact.
0: Yeah, I mean, as good of a professional wrestler as he is, he is not a top star in this business. He's just not. I mean, that yeah. term gets thrown around pretty loosely, in my opinion. There's a lot of guys who people think are stars that aren't. I mean,
2: if you're building to, like, a huge, huge star, future Hall of Famer is going to be on AEW. Is there any chance he wins any of their titles outside of maybe a tag?
0: No, I actually wouldn't put him over your top no. guys.
1: Mm. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, yeah, they said, I think, it was it Jim Ross uh, said, Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone? He said, people will be talking about this one for weeks or something like that earlier in the well, show. I don't if know. It was Jim Ross, he would have been like, <laughs>
2: You're going to be talking about
0: this for weeks.
1: (laughs) This before or after he had the hot toddy out there? Yeah, yeah. He he did improve. He got strength (laughs) as they went on because
0: uh, not about as clear as Stu Hart at SummerSlam '91 (laughs) right off the rip.
1: (laughs) It was tough, man. When that show started, I'm thinking, how on earth is he going to get through this? But he did it. He persevered.
0: Top Nation
2: veteran Jim Ross.
0: Has he has he tweeted? Has he said what was was he just sick? Was he under the weather?
2: He just sucked all the power (laughs) from the the pyrotechnics into himself, into his. There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) This is a great uh, comment in the chat. Christian probably sneezed once in the presence of Vince.
0: (laughs) Remember, like Vince thought, like he did, like his face, like that was the big internet legend that, like, that they wanted to do some angle where there was, there would be like a yellow dot in front of his face when he wrestled. I'll say it. I
2: think Christian's handsome. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh,
1: okay. A couple other things. Then we're going to wrap it up because it is pretty late tonight. Um, We've got the inner circle split coming. Obviously MJF, MJF and Jericho did not defeat the young bucks. They teased later in the show there was a backstage uh, segment where they're going to talk about the status of the inner circle. MJF alluded to the fact that some changes need to be made that he's been thinking about for a while. So we assume the split's coming. Uh, people are talking about this in our chat about how does is this the best thing to do to allow MJF to be the leader of the inner circle because then it would allow Jericho to be the face with the fans singing his entrance song and everything. Yeah. I think so. I'm I'm ready for it. I think I I'm think not inter- to
2: root for Chris Jericho.
1: I mean, I'm not going to root for him personally, but like <laughs> it makes sense. MJF to be the new leader of the group, kick out Jericho, yeah. and yeah.
0: I think the interesting thing with that moving forward is, correct me if I'm wrong. Have him and Sammy Guevara ever gotten really physical? Except when they were like kind of like pushing each other and shoving in that backstage skit. Did they ever like brawl? I don't not, think they not had. that I can recall. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think about that, that segment where Sammy walked off. I don't think there was any brawling. I think there was maybe some shoving. Mm. And remember he walked off and he walked into the baby face side of the locker room. I, I have always had in the back of my head that maybe this is a ruse with MJF and Sammy Guevara uh to turn on Chris Jericho.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I think a lot of people thought maybe Sammy would get involved in the finish of that match but did not see that but I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and with that match, I don't think I was as high on it as some people. I think you know Wade Keller gave it like four stars or something maybe. I I couldn't go that high. But mm. mean it was interesting in that okay, MJF and Jericho are not your typical oppo- uh young bucks opponents that you think of, right? And I I saw some AEW fans lamenting this oh they have all these other teams that can work a buck style match and they use these two well this felt like a pay per view tag team title match coming in more than I think a lot of those other teams would have I think it was interesting that they essentially did still work a young buck style match yeah with with two guys who you know maybe that's not their forte uh, the cleanliness of the finish uh, did catch me by surprise
1: same yeah I thought there was going to be some shenanigans too so we had uh, Ray Phoenix win that tag team battle royale, which we talked about earlier. So the Death Triangle, Phoenix and Pack will get a tag team championship opportunity. Uh, Sheeta retained her women's championship. We had some tension tease between Miro and Kip Sabian in the finish of that match because uh, Miro harmed Penelope Ford on the outside. Yeah, basically, just shoved Kip.
0: Uh, did he shove.
1: Uh, he's Orange there's one, Cassidy. There's one in of the York? opponents. Yeah. Yeah. I, can't I remember think if it was orange or or Chuck Taylor. I can't I, remember, but yeah. yeah,
0: but he, he just blatantly did it in an effort to win the match that, yep. you know, they, they need to get Miro away from Kip Sabian. I mean, yes. y- you can see the embers of something great there with Miro, but it's not going to happen when he's attached to Kip Sabian. Quite frankly, that's not a feud. I want to see even too, like when he breaks up, like, I, I don't know, maybe let Kip and Penelope be going a very long honeymoon.
2: You know, yeah. speaking of yeah. that, like, Miro kind of needs to be leveled up and same thing with uh, Adam Page. You almost maybe want to pair them together. I mean, both of them need a bigger feud. They've just been kind of languing in the mid-card.
0: Yes. So, okay, we'll we'll talk about Page because that was the next match anyway. I actually thought that match was good. If that match had gone on second in the night, I think it would have been viewed more uh, as a pleasant surprise, even though I think all three of us would agree. And I think most fans watching the show would agree page should have gotten a shorter more decisive win yeah um you know like that was one of the things you know looking at this card eh, if this person wins is it that bad if adam page would have lost this that would have been bad mm-hmm. like there, there's just no excuse i i do like the idea of him still getting a clean pay-per-view win it's interesting where he goes next though to your point justin because I don't think you should put him in the world title picture, Adam Hangman Page, until he's ready no. to win it.
2: Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah, and we're you know we're possibly eight months away from that. Yes, yes, but, Mo-
0: multiple pay per view cycles. Well,
2: but we need to start building them up. We need yes. we need better opponents in Matt Hardy yeah. going forward.
0: Well, and if and again to the earlier point, if you're going to put it with Matt Hardy, it needs to be decisive because sometimes winning decisive o- over you know, a lesser person is just as good as winning like a good match against your equal. Yeah.
1: So that's pretty much it. I mean, that's all I wanted to cover. It's late. Like I said, we wanted to get on here hot after the show and uh, do some instant reactions to what we saw tonight. We've got another show dropping this week, Friday morning. It's going to be freaking awesome. I'm looking forward to recording this one. We're coming up on episode 200 next week. Uh, But for episode 199 on Friday, we're bringing back our fantasy draft concept. Uh, So if you go back into our archives, last June, July, and August, we did some fantasy drafts on the podcast. They were a lot of fun, very popular with the listeners. We did a Ric Flair's Greatest Matches draft, The Undertaker's Greatest Matches draft, and SummerSlam's Greatest Matches fantasy draft. This Friday, we're going to be dropping a WrestleMania-centric draft. It's got a little bit of a twist to it. Justin came up with the theme. I think you guys are going to love it. We've got a great guest lined up. He's been on the show a couple of times before. It's Adrian Fe from Twitch and GameStop TV. He was also recently on a billboard in Times Square, believe it or not. He's going to be joining Top Rope Nation. Long time front, yeah. So uh, we're we're increasing the star power on the show. Now Adrian's a lot of fun. I've been friends with him for uh, a little over twenty years. We had him on the show. Uh, I guess it was last fall, I think, talking about the AEW video game with video games kind of being his wheelhouse. And he's excited to join us. We'll have all four of us on the line. Should be a lot of fun. Subscribe, like you said, at the top of the the broadcast. It's the best thing you can do to help us out. And uh, stay tuned for that show on Friday morning and then episode 200 the following week. Any closing comments? Kyle? I I
0: have a couple we should mention. Maki Ito debuted. That uh, she yep. made her official debut with the promotion. She's uh, she is all elite now yep. at this point, and I want to leave you guys with this. This will be my last talking point of the night. I, I was trying to think of a comparable show where I went in so excited and left so like disappointed. I think it's Starcade '97, isn't it?
2: Oh boy, that's a great point. Yeah,
0: like I, good. I mean, I mean that was. It's different in the sense that, like, I mean, that was their biggest show in history. I, I don't know if this was AEW's biggest show in history, but let's be honest. AEW's biggest show in history does not compare to Starcade 97. Starcade 97 did the most pay-per-view buys of any non-WWE show in the history of this business. Hmm. And, you know, they did a business-killing finish that they really never recovered from.
1: What sucks about this is, is this scary. wasn't even the finish. Like this, the match delivered. It's the post match thing that.
0: Yeah, but oh. I mean, but but again, you know, people that night, you know, December of ninety seven, they paid to see Sting walk out and kick Hulk Hogan's ass. They didn't get that. They got Sting getting pinned by a clean one two three because yeah. Hulk Hogan is a no good son of a bitch. Who went to <laughs> business for himself with McPatrick.
1: That's what okay. I love to hear. Kyle's he
0: hot. People paid to see, and I know it wasn't for everybody. I know we know people that were, you know, people were a little squeamish, didn't like it, whatever, teach his own. But I think people who were into this match, there was a certain level of violence that was expected, and they did not want a uh, cartoon-ish explosion at the end. If you could even call it cartoonish.
2: Yeah, No, that wasn't even cartoonish. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we would have accepted like a over-the-top cartoonish explosion. <laughs> we got fucking sparklers. Yeah. They forgot to aim
1: them at the guys in the ring or something. I don't know. They just blew up straight yeah. in the air. They showed that overhead shot, and I wonder, like, were they supposed to be aimed towards the center of the ring, and they forgot? I don't know how this could... I, I don't know. I mean, we could rehash it's...
2: all this. I don't know how that happens. Th- that's not even the case, because the outside crowd fucking hated it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, with the Starcade 97 comparison, too, is that was a show where clearly throughout it was not delivering up to expectation. Like that whole card is, is very Mm -hmm. poor. Um, and you know, it's maybe it's a a poorer card than this one overall in the ring, whatever. But, um, this has those vibes in terms of like me, just like at the end of the show, looking at my feet and being like, no, no, that that couldn't have just happened. Um, well, I was f- I was trying to think of something, but the first thing was I was actually thinking. But it, this is not a fair comparison. People are going to say what when I mention this, like WrestleMania 17, which I think the ending for that show is atrocious, and it was a completely business killing finish. But the obviously vast majority of that show is very good. Mm. So,
2: yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Tony Khan is officially Eric Bischoff in Kyle Ross's eyes. No. <laughs> let's not go that far
0: tony Khan would never make fun of a good friend of mine's well-written book
1: that's right that is right nice (laughs) all right thanks for joining us guys join us for the pay-per-view post shows in the future subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com slash top rope nation we'll see you on friday morning have a great week